check. Check. One, two, one, two. We're going to do a podcast for you. The Cannabis Coffee Hour. Once again, we're back. Episode 15. Oh, man, this is a dream. We're drinking coffee and not drinking lean. We are smoking uh, some cannabis today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Starting off the podcast, I never know when to jump in or how to do it. I'm doing my thing. Uh, This, I am so excited. Woo, big time. I almost gave it a Ric Flair woo. Did you just hear that? (laughs) That's how excited I am for this episode, yo. I have got the best coffee. I found it, I found it. Well, I've been eyeing it up, I've been looking for it, okay? It's Pete's coffee. I got a nice mug. This is my second mug of Pete's coffee. I had espresso earlier in the day, so I was, I'm buzzing. But then I just made a, just a brand new fresh French press of Pete's coffee. I bought the whole bean bag, and this is the medium roast, and it's called Big Bang. We're talking vibrant blast of tropical fruit in a smooth, medium style. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, this was roasted on 12-27-18. So January 27th, that's pretty close. I mean, being coming from you know San Francisco or, or wherever they roasted, I got Pete's Wikipedia right here. So w- w- what I'm doing is drinking a great cup. Oh, let's take a big sip. I got a nice, clean, porcelain white coffee cup with hot brown. You know, I hit it with some milk. I got the skim milk. I got the 0% skim milk in the fridge. I bought a half gallon the other day. It's ready to rock. Um, So I just milked it up a little bit. You know, I don't like too much milk in my coffee. I just like to cut it. But then I also have a great, uh, I got a vaporizer. I got a cartridge, uh, a brass knuckle cartridge um, on a goo, that's what this thing's called, a vape pen. It's just like a chargeable one, but it's kind of dope. I upgraded with a one that, you know, you can uh, bring the voltage up or down. This is like a 15 volt uh, vape pen. And then I have the cartridge that screws on. But this is a heavy indica. This is blueberry. Um, blueberry, it's an indica, which means in the couch. So I might be a little sleepy. That's why I hit it with the espresso, but I've been getting good sleep. I have been zenning out, uh, pretty good. I've been getting really good sleep and I've been stretching and I've been meditating. I didn't meditate today. I've been preparing for this, uh, it takes a little bit to prepare. I got to make coffee and I got to have Uh, my iPhone ready to record and have the mic and just kind of need my zone to be I just got to make sure you know I got I got an hour to talk straight up with you guys and sample of this stuff I mean this is a Pete's coffee I got the whole bean so I grinded it myself just now fresh out the banger Um, and then I have this great uh, brass knuckle indica blueberry uh, cartridge We're in the middle of a uh, 
polar vortex, ice tundra here on the east coast, the northeast coast. But uh, that hit was awesome. <laughs> and that did taste like blueberry. Oh my god, that hit was glorious. This might be the best episode ever, dude. Um, we're talking, I, I looked up blueberry on Leafly. Dude, we got 4.3. 1972 reviews. Uh, dude, what is blueberry? A true A-list cannabis strain. Blueberry's legendary status soared to new heights after claiming the High Times Cannabis Cup in 2000 for Best Indica. The long history of the strain is traced back to the 1970s when American breeder DJ Short was working with a variety of exotic um, landerance strain. This is starting to get a little nerdy. However, throughout the decades, Blueberry's cultivation, the genetics have been passed around due to a large part of DJ Short working with multiple seed banks and breeders. Yeah, this is all, you know, from 2000 uh, High Times Cannabis Cup. I went to the 2000, I think it was the 7, 2007, but back then, High Times Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam was the biggest thing in the world because that was the only place that was actually legal, legal. I mean, there was a few countries, but everybody knew Amsterdam, you could smoke weed in the coffee shops, and that's what made Europe, you know, it made it so cool. Um, I can't wait to get back to Amsterdam. I love weed and coffee. I played the Cannabis Cup. I went to Amsterdam, uh, and uh, I love the coffee. Um, and there's every year they, they name, like back then, like now the, the cups are bigger here in the States. And the laws have gotten a little funky in Amsterdam um, in terms of like a lot of the big grow houses. I don't know what's going on, but they have their own like conservative right wing bullshit thing going on like the rest of the countries um and that shit fucks up legalization of cannabis and it just throws a monkey wrench in everything but i don't want to talk about politics i want to talk about weed and coffee today and maybe a little politics because i think the only thing is i just hope everything's going to go legal and it's headed that way i mean it's it's really, everybody's so filled with anxiety right now. And more and more information's being evolved and grown from, you know, health to environment to the internet to inner space. And I think it all is connected in a lot of different ways. Blueberry does effects. It's relaxed, happy, sleepy, euphoric, and hungry. I would say yes. <laughs> I would say yes, but thank God I got some good old Pete's coffee here. Let's, I'm gonna, I got a full French press of this, and I'm going to keep on uh, enjoying this brass knuckles because it kind of really does taste good, and it does relax my mind. Uh, but I don't want to be too sluggish on the mic when I'm here giving you the podcast that you like. It's about coffee. It's about weed. Oh, yeah. Um, but you still need to read. You need to read books. <laughs> uh, I do read. I mean, I'm not the, I should read more books. So that should be a goal is to read uh, a book a month. 
But uh, I do read, and I'm always reading, and I'm always trying to grow. Let's do a little reading here about Pete's Coffee, because I'm excited about San Francisco. I started my whole comedy career in 1999. I moved to San Francisco after traveling for six months around the world. I lived in D.C., like I've said on this podcast before. I started right after college, but I did do a sales job right after college. Uh, for a headhunting company. I did like uh, cold calls all day long. It was kind of like a salesy job uh, for like three and a half years. And then I just had, I saved up 10 grand and I jumped ship. And this was during when the dollar was booming, 99. This is in Bill Clinton's in the office, my man. Uh, and the dollar was booming. My money doubled as soon as, I, so to take all of that back, how the, wah. Uh, how did I ended up? I lived in San Francisco. I lived in San Francisco. I lived. I first moved in with my buddy Gray uh, in North Beach. He had an apartment um, and he had a spare extra room. And he traveled around the world. And I ran into him when I traveled. That's what it was. And he said he had a spare room. And I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. And we went to college. Uh, and he let me move in um, at a really low rate. But I was there for a while, and then I moved from there. I had something else, like he had another guy moving back in. Like, it was kind of known it was going to be, like, kind of the jump off or the temporary until I found, it my, own, until I found my own way. But uh, everybody kind of really helped me out. I have to say thanks, Gray. And because uh, I jumped off, I was in a cool apartment in North Beach. And then I moved out to the Richmond District. And then I kind of got a temp jobs while I was still, that's right when I started stand-up comedy. That's right when, yeah, I worked, I got it, when I lived with Gray, right when I lived in that apartment for really cheap. Like, he gave it to me for like six months, and the rent was like 500, three, you know, he would accept 300 to 500, but it was like a little side room. Um, so to live in San Francisco at that price, you know, that was the jump off. Uh and so, but I did work at a bar, and then I worked also at Lombardi's. I needed to make that money. I spent all the money I had from traveling. So I, I had two extra jobs, and then I started hitting open mics and doing comedy. But I, was, I sucked at comedy for a good, good year, man. I, all I did was cough. I didn't get on a real comedy club stage for a full year in San Francisco. It was during the 90s, and comedy was like in a weird space. I mean, it was starting to grow. I knew comedy, stand-up comedy was coming back, because, but people don't understand, like during from 95, I would say from the early 90s to 99, comedy was in a, stand-up comedy was in a real funk. And I kind of got in right at the tail end of it not getting as funky anymore. But here we go. But I started in San Francisco and it had a great scene. I love that town, man. That town is amazing. Um, it had a great scene. The first place I performed was the luggage store, which was on Market Street, uh, which was really funky. That's where a lot of junkies hang out. But there's like this art space above like this weird warehouse. It's like doing it in some weird downtown uh you know, Chinese district of New York, like some weird art space where they had poetry and fucking 
art and shit and they had an open mic, a really bad comedy open mic, which was kind of like the bottom barrel of the comedy open mics. You had to sign up and you'd get on. And there was just folding chairs. It was like seven to ten folding chairs in a blank room with maybe some... <laughs> some. Uh, there was always crazy art on the wall. So it would be like some naked dude with a machine gun, you know... Uh, uh, with a baby on its head. Like, it would always had this, like, super avant-garde, you know, San Francisco, so it was just, a lot of stuff was gay, and so it was a, it was a wild space. It's called the luggage store. I think it may be still there, man. They still may have the luggage store. I don't know. Uh, but they had an open mic, and you would just sign up. And my first time doing comedy, I just went to go watch. And I didn't understand the rules of signing up. So when I went in there, I kind of treated it like an art space. Like, it was like, hey, you got to sign in to come in. I thought it was like, they may ask for my email. I don't know. But uh, you just sign, I signed the list. And then all of a, there wasn't that many people there. It was like maybe seven, maybe 12 people there and maybe and then like nine to ten of them were comedians or open micers just people starting out and then there was the host tony sparks which was a comedian that ran like four or five different open mics and and then maybe a room here and there just for his own stage time but uh yeah so i went right up oh no they called my name i didn't know i was going up i didn't even have that much i just went up and actually i just talked about wanting to be a comedian and I got laughs like I got real I was talking about this is what I'm doing and I don't know I was just completely myself and then the next few times I started writing jokes and that's when I started really bombing it up because the next time I did comedy was at this place called the lug no not the luggage store the next place was the brainwash now the brainwash cafe is in on market street it's kind of near the mission district which was a really cool space like it was as punk rock as it got, man. This was in 99, so, uh, you know, it it really was the freaks and geeks down there, man. Um, it was like this laundromat that had punk rock bands and coffee, and they had laundry. Like, people would do their laundry that lived in the neighborhood. So there was always, like, weirdo punk rock junkies hanging out, and, and it was all windows. Like, I remember the whole thing, like, everybody would see you from the street. It's still there. It's, a, it's actually a pretty great place to grab a coffee. Or, you know, they have good food. Um, so check out the Brainwash Cafe. Another place is, you know, Taqueria Cancun is the best place to get a burrito. And that's in the Mission District. At least that's like the rookie thing. There's some deep cuts. I know there's another place around the corner that is super authentic. And I'm talking, I'm talking real horchata. That's the thing. I, I go to a lot of Mexican places in Brooklyn. They're great, but not all of them have horchata. And if you don't know what horchata is, then it's just like this rice milk, cinnamon iced rice milk, that if you like eating a bunch of hot sauce and then you drink some cinnamon milk, man, it just uh, it's, it coats the gut and gets you in the right frame of mind to inner uh, life. I don't know. I like cinnamon. I always liked cinnamon. I like Big Red. Uh, I like uh, muffins with cinnamon on it. I like cinnamon bread. It's more cinnamon. I don't mind some cinnamon. Don't mind chocolate. Uh, trying to eat more nuts and fruit. Kind of like that if I'm ever like in snack town. 
like uh, try to reach for the nuts and fruit. Uh, my my girl made me some uh, uh, some uh, vegetarian lasagna, and that was fucking slamming. Uh, she can kill that dish. That's a good one. So I've been eating that. There was a big tray of it, and and I've just been eating that all week. And I've also like this podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. We're doing. We've done. 15 episodes of this podcast. That's amazing. And I've been on every week. I know it hasn't been perfect. Yeah, sometimes I'm sluggish and I'm talking at, but I'm pounding coffee and, uh, and smoking some herb and enjoying it and reviewing it. And uh, I'm enjoying, you know, tightening it all up, getting it a little bit better. Uh, I'm getting better every day in every way. Uh, that's one of the mantras I say to myself when I'm zenning it out, um, when I gotta meditate. Cause the, getting older, like you do learn shit. Um, you're still, you know, I still, I'm trying to embrace the unknown and I'm also trying not to think about the big picture. You know, there's so much going on. Like I'm just trying to think about, you know, being with my family and being with my friends trying to do the right thing, trying to pay bills, got to get ready for tax season, um, don't want to be a slow poke, don't want to be a, you know, the thing about being a stoner is like, you got to, you got to, you got to double up and be extra responsible and take responsibility for your weed smoking. So you got to get on it, man. You got to knock it out. I got a tight new haircut. Uh, we're going to tighten up. This is 2019, man. Soon we're going to be seeing this 2020. I'm talking legalized herb and coffee. Let's talk about some coffee, man. Let's talk about Pete's coffee. San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco is such a great place to drink coffee and smoke weed because um, the fog. Like, it's just a really sleepy, foggy, sometimes cold, but it's never too cold. It's not like this super ice tundra thing that we got going on here. But um, but it's great for just a pair of uh, jeans and sweatshirt, and then then you might need a windbreaker. Jeans. This is the San Francisco outfit. It's jean. It's jeans, t-shirt, sweatshirt, light windbreaker, and hat. Uh, that will get you through most scenarios in San Francisco because sometimes it gets really nice. Like when the sun's out, you're going to want a t-shirt. That's just how it is. You know, you're going to, you know, just go, let, you know, you got to let, you got to, you got to let the pythons out. You got to wear a t-shirt and you want to chill. You want your arms breathing. You want the skin of your arms to be in the nice, cool California sun. Uh, where's this podcast going? I'm not sure, but uh, we are drinking Big Bang medium roast coffee. Oh yeah, we we're talking about San Francisco. Yeah, I lived, and then I moved out of the Richmond district. I've lived in like five different, really six different places. I lived in San Francisco like for four years, but each year and a half, I would bounce back to the East Coast for a minute, and then I would kind of come back and live in some other part of the town. Um, like my first, you know, three and a half years, right before I got Last Comic Standing in uh, 2003, that's when I moved to L.A., is right when I got on television. 
but uh, they found me when I was still, uh, where was I exactly? I was living out by Cal Palace, dude. I was way out there. <laughs> I was living in a rip, but I had really cheap rent. If you don't know where Cal Palace is, it's like out way beyond the uh, football stadium. Like when I would do sets at the punchline, like nobody would drive me home. I would have to take like the BART or whatever the train is all the way to the last stop and then catch a bus. So it was kind of like, I don't know, it was a little bit like living, but it was a, it's still San Francisco. They still had good coffee. And actually, it was called Visitation Valley was the neighborhood I last lived in. But I did live in North Beach when I first jumped off, and then I lived at the Green Tortoise Hostel for over a year. I lived and worked at this hostel, and I got free rent, but I had to work the midnight shift. I had to work the graveyard shift. And I worked the graveyard shift three nights a week at this hostel for free rent. They had a house behind this fucking funky ass hostel where the, they had some workers. They could, you could have like an, there was like an apartment where the guys that, that worked the late night shift would live uh, along with like one, a couple of the people that ran, it was like this weird hippie commune uh, hostel slash, they had a bus the green tortoise and they would take the bus down to mexico and then you could take the bus to seattle and so they had this like little travel hostel bus station hotel thing and i lived and worked there you can look it up man on the internet um they got a website shout out to everybody that still works there if you guys remember but they were cool they would let you smoke they had this big huge old wooden ballroom and you could dr smoke drink whatever you wanted to drink. It was like a hostel. So they had free bagels and free coffee and peanut butter and fruit in the morning. And then they had this like ballroom where, you know, it was just like international people would roll in and you could smoke and drink and smoke weed. So people would be smoking, you know, it'd be like a ton of Irish people in there. And there'd be like a ton of like Spanish people. It was wild, man. The hostel. I lived there. The Green Tortoise Hostel. It was a wild, cool situation. I'll go into it more later. I could talk about it for hours. It was an amazing time. And I lived there. I had another friend of mine that actually passed away, man, that uh, lived there. He didn't pass away when he lived there, but he passed away a little bit later. Uh, but we, I got him a job at the hostel, and he was a comedian. And he, we also played in a jazz band <laughs> together. Uh, we played in a comedy jazz band together. It was called the Jazz Band, Jazz Man Mega Band of Power, Love, and Cheap Thrills. And I did that with Harmon Leon. Check out Harmon Leon. Harmon Leon online. Harmon Leon did a show with uh, OJ. He did a television show with the OJ. Uh, he was a comedian, and he's kind of this, uh, he's called the Infiltrator. He does a lot of like, um, Gorilla, he's kind of like Hunter S. Thompson in the sense of he'll go into a place and then write a story about it and write a book. He's an author. He's written like five or six books. Um, and he's done movies and television. Um, he's fascinating. Uh, but we were in a jazz band. We, the tr me and this dude, Dan Crawford, and we both lived. I got him a job at the Green Tortoise. We lived there and we played in this jazz band. And, uh, oh, where? That's in North Berkeley. Pete's, I'm looking at Pete's Coffee's Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, Pete's Coffee in San, uh, but yeah, it was a great time. I love San Francisco. I drank a lot of coffee and I love my friend Dan Crawford and I love, um, 
he passed away at 28 because of the flu. Um, and I was out of town and, uh, and he didn't have health insurance. It's a really sad, sad story. Like I said, Kevin Barnett, I went to the Bell House the other night. They did a big tribute uh, to Kevin Barnett and they had Hannibal Burris did a set as well as uh, Michael Che and then my buddy Mookie Thompson and the guys that put it all on were the Lucas Brothers and they were all really tight. Um, and they're all great comics, and I saw all those guys from the beginning and grow up with those dudes. So this guy around the corner told me he's going to the show, and he had an extra ticket. So I went to the show, and I saw Mookie perform, and uh, Peace, Love, Kevin Barnett, and my friend Dan Crawford, man. Um, you know, life is... Per I can't say... You gotta... I don't want to think about the, the big picture right now. I just want to think about the coffee and the love. But the love of those guys... It's in my heart and in all of our hearts forever, um, as long as forever is. Forever is ever, in my mind, you know. Um, Pete's Coffee is a San Francisco Bay Area-based specialty coffee roaster and retailer. Founded in 1966 by Alfred Pete in Berkeley, California. Pete's introduced the United States to its darker roasted um, Arabotica. I never know, knew what that means. Coffee Arab, I've seen it. Arabian coffee, coffee shrub of Aruba, of Arabia, mountain coffee. Uh, oh, so this is coffee grown in the mountains. It's a species of coffee. It is believed to be the first species of coffee to ever be cultivated. Wow. That's like the original strain, dude. And it's dominant cultivator, representing 60% of global production. So it's like the original coffee. Uh, includes French roast. Like, that's the French roast. Uh, and grades appropriate to espresso drinks. So they came out, yeah, their, their coffee's a little bit stronger than everybody else's. That's the thing. I remember in San Francisco, when I lived there from 99 to 2004, like there was Pete's everywhere, and it's, it was awesome. It's a little bit better than uh, Starbucks, but they were kind of blowing up. Like, we'll read here. Pete's offers freshly roasted beans, brewed coffee, espressos, beverages, as well as bottled cold brew. In 2007, Pete's opened its first L-E-E-D gold certified roastery in the United States. Pete's coffee is sold in over 14,000 grocery stores. That's where I got it, across the United States. Um... Alfred Pete grew up in the Netherlands, of course. It all goes back to Amsterdam, man. Coffee and weed. Uh, do you guys know I wrote uh, and performed a song called Coffee and Weed, and I have the video of it on YouTube? It's me and Arch Barker. I'm going to drop that, actually. I'm going to drop the song Coffee and Weed right now, and then I'll come back and we'll read about the history of Pete's. But here we go. I've been dropping some tunes. Here's Coffee and Weed just for you. And guess what? Bonus! I'm throwing in the remix! Coffee and Weed Go Go DC Remix. Listen to that, and then I'll come back in, and we'll talk about the history of Pete's. Peace.
Free Wi-Fi at the coffee shop. Shit, motherfucker, this never ever stops. All day, every day. Yes, y'all, this is how we play. Coffee and weed, yes, indeed. That's what I need to achieve. I'm buzzing like a king bee. Ooh, wee. This coffee's strong. Now let me hit the ball. I don't need nothing but a brand muffin. So call your cousin. Hello? And your sister. Tell her that I missed her. You wanna dance? Dancing at Starbucks. What the fuck? Good luck, young buck. Rockin' breaks. Eating crumb cakes. Goodness sakes, I got the shakes. I'm checking my Twitter. Funky ass rounds I deliver. Like FedEx, I'm better than sex with your ex on X. I got game, so I got next. Two flex cash checks. High tech when I smoke the best. I get stress off my chest. Sipping and ripping and making jams. Rip this microphone with my sweaty hands. Oh shit, this track's gonna flow. Got a double macchiato and a fresh bong low. Take a sip, take a rip, fill it to the rim. Wanna smoke some more? Break out the chill. And what is this shit, kid? It's spilling on the carpet. My aunt's gonna beep when she gets home from the market. Anyway. This is how we play, having caffeine and smoking pot every day. AP and Big Rob, the double pot way. One pot of coffee and the pot that we blaze. Coffee and weed, that's what I need. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Coffee and weed, that's what I like. When I rock, when I rock, when I rock the mic. When I rock the mic, I rock it right. Shine like a light, then I take flight. I'm riding this beat like a bike. I'm popping wheelies. I don't care if you don't feel me. If you don't feel me, then you don't feel me. You feel me? Not Mr. T, but R-C-N-T-H-C-N. Coffee, yes, please. No ma'am, no ham. Just green eggs to impress with my dope-ass French press. I was just at the party. It was way too hardy. I was feeling kind of farty. I gotta go home and get on my throne. Oh shit, that's the end of my coffee and weed song. Welcome to Club Pelican. Hey, somebody's got to move the gold Impala, double parked outside with Maryland plates. 779, go O's. This goes out to all the birds and trees and bumblebees and the people that love them. Are you ready to take flight? Here we go. Free Wi-Fi at the coffee shop. Step back, sucker, here we go, piping hot. Non-stop, go, go, ho, ho, Merry New Year. Go ahead and have a beer. I'm drinking coffee, back up off me. Hitting this funky joint, get the point. DC legalized so we can vaporize. Open up your third eye without seeing a cop. When will the madness stop? Someone get a mop, I'm cleaning up non-stop. Pennsylvania Avenue, light it up, smoke a do. What you gonna do when they come for you? Mocha in high times, caffeinated dope rhymes. Bristol wasn't kind, no help, so I put it on Yelp. Coffee cup in hand, lost in Amsterdam. Scored a fat bag at the cannabis cup, man. Coffee and weed, that's what I need. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Coffee and weed, that's what I like. When I 
espresso, more or less though. Spacing out about cinnamon buns, son. Eating ganja cakes, wake and bake, not a flake. High stakes, watch out for the jakes. Inspector, gotta have it. Vape pin, nifty gadget. Took a pic with Snoop and Bob Saget. Go, go, Instagram and tag it. Silver haze, another phase, heady maze. Super glaze, donut, shake your butt. One hitter's in the cut. Smoking bowls, jelly roll, never give you up. Rick rolled, Stomp Town, hash brown, blue dream, Apollo 13. Got the soy milk steamed with the sugar and cream. Slick flow with the cup of Joe Mo. Headband higher than a jam band stand. Coffee and weed, that's what I need. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Coffee and weed, that's what I like. When I rock, when I rock, when I rock the mic. Give a round of applause for Lion Eyes. Okay, we're back. How's it going? Just having some more of this blueberry from the Brass Knuckle. This is certified California. Oh my gosh, it tastes so good. So here's the history of Pete's. I'll read it until it gets boring. Um, Alfred Pete grew up in the Netherlands where his father owned and operated a coffee wholesale and coffee bean grinery. Pete trained with his father to roast and grind coffee. In 1938, at age 18, he moved to London to work for a coffee and tea company. He spent time in New Zealand and Indonesia before moving to San Francisco in 1955. Yeah, if he moved into London in 1938, dude, that was uh, right before World War II, man. He must have bounced down to New Zealand and Indonesia, and then he moved over to San Francisco. That's a good move. In 1966, Pete opened the first Pete's Coffee, Tea, and Spices in Berkeley, California on Vine Street near the University of California Berkeley campus. Oh, watch out man that's where the hippies first jumped off man that's where the first uh doobie ever got rolled <laughs> i can make all kinds of dumb uh pot jokes but it is true man that place is as crunchy as it gets it's beyond crunchy it's berkeley it's all it's whole it's yeah it's this whole other thing but that's where the coffee popped off at least pete's and its original um, sold coffee beans, not in cups of coffee. His coffee beans were hand roasted in small batches. So he would he would have the, he was the guy with the beans. The company grew to four locations and came known as Pete's Coffee and Tea. Pete wanted to bring better coffee to American market and became known as the godfather of gourmet coffee in the U.S. The original location on Vine and Walnut remains open i need to go there that's where i'm going to record a podcast i'm going to the original this is some bomb ass coffee right here if you want some good coffee get pete's medium roast uh big bang um and this shit ain't fucking around because i'm smoking all of this indica and i'm feeling you know mellow but i can i could talk some more shit on this podcast and drink some more coffee and uh, have some more blueberry. And look at this plant. It's cold out, but I have this. I'm not growing any weed. That's just a fern over there. Um, 
he's looking good. The sun's out. It's cold as hell, but the sun's out. And I'm next to this fucking hot-ass heater. It's one of these, it's just fucking hot. I got a t-shirt on, and it's like a polar vortex. But it was, it's one of those old heaters that you don't know how hot it is. It just, when it's on, it just starts baking up the room. Um, and this is where I'm at right now. And we're chilling, reading about the history of uh, Pete's Coffee. Man, this dude rolled in and he just sold the beans. His beans were so good. He got four stores just fucking. Dude, and then Pete, okay, this is, this, this, in 19, okay, this is getting good at eight. This gets really interesting. Pete sold his business to Sal Bonata Vida in 1979, but remained working with the company as a coffee buyer and a consultant until 1983. In 1984, Jerry Baldwin, a Starbucks founder, bought Pete's four locations from Sal. In 1987, Baldwin and his Starbucks co-investors sold Starbucks to focus on Pete's. Because that's what I'm always saying. People are talking about, it's like, it's like, a, it's like what Starbucks should be. Howard Schultz, I like Starbucks. I can't hate on Starbucks. I mean, I'll still drink some Starbucks, but, you know, it's kind of just the, the song that got overplayed. Um, Starbucks' new owner entered into a four-year non-compete agreement in the Bay Area. That's what I mean. There's, there were more Pete's Coffee in San Francisco than there were Starbucks. It was wild. Um... In 2001, the company was incorporated as Pete's Coffee. They kind of, in 2001, somebody bought somebody, and uh, they came together. Um, ooh, Pete's opened a roasting plant in Alameda. That's where my friend Dan Crawford that I was talking about earlier um, was from. The new location replaced the former operations in Emeryville. I've done some shows in Henryville that's right in Berkeley. It's like right outside of Berkeley. Um, yeah, I've done all this. But yeah, Caribou coffee's mixed in there. You know, it all comes from everywhere. Uh, hmm. Wow. I think there's a goes into the roasting house, but that's all about Pete's coffee. Um, moving on as I slurp some of this. How have I been sending it out? I've been stretching. My move is I get the, I just roll out the mat, right? I got the a yellow foam mat and just roll it out. And I uh, start off, at, you know, you know, when you're sitting on your knees and you're hunched over. That stretches out my back. It's all about your spine, man. <clears throat> you're young as your spine. So, and then I, I. I stretch that way, and then I do the thing where I put my dick in the ground. <laughs> I do the snake. I do the cobra. But uh, you get used to that. You just That's how you flex your hips, and that stretches that spine out nice. And then I go into a downward dog, and that really stretches the back of my hamstrings. I'm learning to sit in the stretch and be in the moment and feel it out, you know. And it also makes me, and sometimes it's not comfortable and it doesn't feel good, but so is life. And uh, it kind of connects you with that moment that, you know, 
I read something that was really cool, and it pertained. It was from this Third Eye Blind song. <laughs> no, it was from a, this. Uh, I, it was an Instagram about your third eye, and it was just a meme. But I thought it was really cool. Uh, or I don't know what a meme is. It was just a saying on there that was like zend out. But uh, he was talking about reprogramming your brain, and like whenever you're feeling anger, you f every time you don't choose anger, you're reprogramming your brain. Uh, to figure it out a different way. Like, it's just, instead of, like, the older you get, the less you, I don't got time to be angry with a motherfucker. I don't got time to yell at anybody. I, and that energy is hard, man. Older people could have fucking aneurysms yelling and being crazy like that, man. I'm about being chill and zenning it out to the max. I'm talking the blue bang. I'm talking about these new vape pens are amazing. Life is amazing. I got this great coffee from San Francisco. This is... I just did it in a simple French press. I'm recording this on my iPhone. Um, it's not even real smoke. I don't know if that's even bad for me. Because, um, there, you know, I do think uh, cannabis blocks Alzheimer's. There's a lot of... And so does coffee. Google that. I'm not 100% sure, but... I could see how, because it fires up your neurons in your brain. Um, but you also got to zen it out, and it can cause a lot of anxiety. Thinking, speaking of zen it out, I got this big cup of seltzer that I haven't uh, drank on. I need to drink some of this seltzer, even this shit out. But I love doing this podcast. These are two things that I love to talk about and nerd. If I'm going to nerd out about, I'm looking to do, I'm going to, I could care less about the Super Bowl right now. No, I could watch it. I mean, I like hanging out with people and eating wings and Doritos. And I like a uh, good catch and they're running and, and, uh, and then you go, woo, get them. You know, that's all right. Um, now and then, but I rather, I like coffee and weed. Yes, indeed. Coffee and weed, that's what I like. I need to, I've been working on some new beats. I'm kind of going back and forth with like the intro to this podcast, whether I'm just playing with beats and putting them up there for 35 seconds to a minute and a half. That's when I want you guys to be packing your bowls and getting smoking some weed, kind of setting up. You know, so everybody's just jumping right in. You know, at least the co cannabis coffee hour, I'm giving you some time. While I'm serving up some beets, while you can, you know, while you're cutting up some beets, you can get your weed and coffee together and get ready to uh, smoke and drink some coffee with me. You can go, you can Wikipedia Pete's coffee. Maybe you want to go into Caribou's history. There's all kinds of shit. Leafly all day. Sponsor me, Leafly. Come on. This is the best podcast going. Uh, I haven't had one guest. I don't know if it's the best podcast, but uh, it, I enjoy it. I've been listening to it, uh, and I usually don't like myself. No, I can't say that. I like hearing myself. I love myself, uh, but uh, but I like the I love the podcast. It's been going fun. It's been I've been having fun with it. Uh, hopefully, it's been funny. I think I'm working on some stuff. You know, so, um, zenning it out. You know, uh, 
I want a briefcase. <laughs> I want to get this podcast so official that I own a briefcase. You know, I just want one. I haven't had a briefcase, like a square one. I want the old school square one. Like, what do you, I could put my papers in there. Oh, yeah, I could put my file. I could put a vape pen, put some weed, put some coffee, put a little French press in there. That's what I need to come up with. Merchandise, man. I need to get the coffee briefcase. It'd be like the size, a little bit bigger than a backgammon set, yo. And it'd have one of those small French presses, right? And then I would have a select coffee. And then I'd have some select herb. And then you could have this briefcase. And you could either keep that shit in there or take it out and use it as just a regular ass briefcase. Because then, you know, let's say you're a clown and uh, you gotta go to your gig, man. You gotta, you, you have a briefcase. You can put your stuff in if you're, you know, running cocaine. You can put your cocaine in the briefcase. You know, I'm not judging you. I wasn't put on this earth to judge. If you buy my briefcase, you could do That's on you, okay? Um, but we just came up with that. And I think that's because of this good as Pete's Coffee, episode 15 of the Cannabis Coffee Hour, coming to you live and direct. From the Northeast Super Polar Vortex. What is going on, man? They need to legalize cannabis and people need to not drive as many cars. And we need to get out of this situation of being, you know, connected to all this oil. Um, get on this coffee and herb. I don't know. I shouldn't. Everybody, some people don't like coffee. Some people, I've seen uh, a lot of people have negative effects with coffee. Um, some people hate coffee. I hated coffee for a while. I didn't like weed for, you go, you know, you grow, you grow into who you're going to be. And, uh, right now I'm just a gnome, um, that wants to grow tomatoes and perform comedy and do shows. I'd like to get a movie and the TV show. That'd be nice too. And maybe a treehouse and a buffalo. That'd be dope. Swimming pool made of jello. Um, just to chill in. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How long have I been going? Oh, yeah. With the songs, we're doing all right. Um, check out my website. Hold on. So, uh, yeah. Please like and subscribe, uh, to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Um, we could, uh, I got a new link on my website. You can check out my website, Rob Cantrell, for any show dates. Uh, I don't have anything super up right now. I'm doing shows around the city. I know I'm doing, actually, a rap battle with Victor Vernado uh, this Saturday, which is February 2nd at the UCB East. That's in the uh, East Village, and uh, it's a great neighborhood. The venue is closing uh, it's the last one that they're going to be doing there. And I used to do this show. It's a rap battle. It's a comedy rap battle. And it's with this guy, uh, Chris Sullivan, Shockwave. And he's a hip-hop beatbox dude. Uh, he actually was in a, in a rap group with, uh, with Lynn Manuel, who wrote uh, Hamilton. Uh, Chris did. So he's the beatbox dude. And then Victor Vernado is a comedian who... Uh, well, he's been in a couple major films, but uh, they have a great show. It's called Battleicious. I don't, I don't like battling is the only problem because some people are going to get mean. I need to work on my freestyles. Uh, 
But it's pretty fun and funky, and even if you suck, people start laughing. But I did promise to myself I was going to work on the freestyles. I could freestyle right now, but I don't know if I'm feeling... Well, I could probably do a little thing spinning around the room here on the microphone. I'm starting to swoon. I drank too much coffee. I'm talking Pete's Big Bang. I smoked some blueberry. I don't know if I can hang. I'm sitting here freestyling once again, looking at this plant, knowing I'm going to win. I'm just going to keep on drinking coffee and doing this podcast. I'm going to hit this vape pen and make it all last. So, did that rhyme? I'm not even sure. But let me tell you, this is better than blur. (laughs) I might have to cut that out. Or it could be dope. Uh, I could put a beat over it. That would be funny. Uh, Or maybe not. You never know what fuck. Well, I think. No, that was pretty good. You know what's good? Pete's Coffee. Big bang. That's what I'm talking about. Um, we gotta have it, have this show go out with a, well, none of my shows go out with a big bang. We go out with a, you know, a chill out, shout out, um, zen it out. So, been meditating. Oh, yeah, I joined the gym. So, I've been rocking the elliptical. I am so good at the elliptical. I think I'm the best person ever to rock the elliptical. You think you got skills, man? I'll kill you on the elliptical. <laughs> you don't even know, my man. Uh, I'm just uh, trying to stay warm. I ate some cold pizza. I just hit it with some hot sauce. I didn't feel like turning on the oven. Uh, I need to stop saying ah uh, so much on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> there you go. I'm saying it again and again, but I am, uh, it's not about whether to win or lose, it's about, let's drink some coffee. Uh, I didn't light my candle, next time, maybe I should light my candle, uh, that might be good. I do have some, uh, shows on Friday, yeah, mostly around the city. But check out my album. My album is uh, doing really well. It's called Pure Uncut Joy. Oh, yeah, I was going to go to that show on one. It's, uh, it was recorded at Pete's Candy Store, which is an old venue. Um, no, I don't know how old it is. It's a, actually just this wooden room that's, like, built out of a train box. Uh, but it's, like, a stage and this, like, this tunnel. It just reminded me of, like, where the Beatles were playing or something, man. It's, uh, it's all wooden. It's uh, in Brooklyn, New York. It's over in Williamsburg. And they have usually have bands, but they have a great comedy night. Shout out to Samir and Gabe uh, Pacheco. They run a show called The Fun House, which is over there in Williamsburg. And it's every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. And it's an amazing show. And it's a great stand-up show. And that's where I recorded my album. But I did over an hour which was, uh, which worked out, and it's doing really well, and, uh, so that's what I'm kind of working on, but I do want to work on some more music, I have been playing more my guitar, I've been trying to play Mother, but I'm not, I mean, not the dancing mother, but the Pink Floyd mother, 
Uh, maybe, maybe we'll go out with some of that, but I, I can't get the F chord. I need to work on my F chord. Um, that's the one. But that, that, maybe, I, maybe I'll get it a little bit. But I've been working on it. I want to just do more music. I want to, uh, the thing about playing guitar. I'm not looking at my phone or the computer. So that's what I like to zen out, is uh, playing guitar badly. I shouldn't say that. I need to be more positive. So yeah, I've been working on that Pink Floyd. Like. working on that uh, song and then I've been dicking around I try to do 20 minutes I go I, I put a timer on for all my disciplines uh, I'm trying to write every morning doing uh, just free writing for 45 minutes I put 45 minutes on my phone and then I try to write and I, that's been working out I have been working out and I said I've been working out I joined a gym I bought it's not it's not it's a it's it, it's like planet fit it's like it's like Planet Fitness, I won't say the name of the gym, because I don't want any creepers around, but uh, it's simple. And I just go in and I jump on the elliptical for 15 minutes, because that's what they say about New York. That's the thing what I really love about New York, is that you're walking. I'll be, I'm in my 40s, dude. I'm, uh, you know, I was born in 1972. I've been around. I'm lucky to be alive. I love life. I love being in a time in life where, you know, uh, where pot is about to be legal and uh and just you know as much as these the internet and and social media is stressing everybody out it is making things move faster i believe is a part of it and so traveling and living places and learning it's all really opening up and people are really opening their mind to different cultures i think uh it's all i'm not, i don't know i'm just happy to be alive and I'm just happy to be able to uh, strum that guitar. Um, and this Pete's Coffee is definitely making the, me happy. And this podcast makes me really happy. And I can't wait to like take this on the road. I want to go to that original Pete's over there and do a uh, podcast from there. I want to learn how to do this microphone a little bit better. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, just getting a little bit better. Hopefully I'm getting a little bit better. I'm working on my guitar. I'm writing 45 minutes. I'm going on the elliptical for 20 minutes and doing three sets of five pull-ups. That's my thing. Uh, I've been doing some really hard, not full vegetarian days, but I've, been, I've had like three or four veg. Like I had some split peep soup instead of a hamburger yesterday. So, uh, or a turkey sandwich. Like, I'd like meat, but I just, like, would like to go two or three days vegetarian. I have been um, taking fish oil, so I've been doing that. And, uh, and sleep, man. It's a lot about being, you know, getting the right amount of rest, and I have been. That's, it's been cold, but I have been getting my rest. Uh, I hope you're getting your rest, uh, if, you know, and to get up, have some peace. But uh, that's it, man. Thanks for listening, woman, girl. Uh, man, guy, dude, uh, freak, fan, 
loved one, family member. Uh, I love you all. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Peace.